welcome everybody back to Fan the Flame podcast. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Listen, I got a brother on tonight. Dude carries a big stick in the kingdom of heaven, and I'm thankful for his life. I'm thankful for the things that he's experienced because it's brought him closer to the one who wanted to have experience with him and always has experience with him. And here's the thing. There's people in uh in a fight for life sometimes that don't even know they're in a fight for life and this brother uh has been through some things he's seen some things and i know that this podcast is going to bless you all i'm going to give my brother mike the floor tonight and we're just going to go after some things so mike what's up bro how's it going in philly that's good man thank you man i appreciate you having me it's been a while it's been a while we've been Catching up on uh, calls and texts here and there, but I think it's been what uh, two years now since I was out in uh, Kansas. Out in yeah, City. since since two since years. I got my last hug from you and since we were yeah. face to face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. yeah, that was a great time though. Great time. Now, everything is great, man. Um, since then, I actually moved over to Delaware, uh, bought a home. Uh, you know, and and comparison to and it was during a crazy time of the market where you know real estate was just nuts. Um, but I was able to find a property, and you know, we just had our sixth child also. So wow, congrats, on, on Thursday, man. thank you, man. Thank you. On on and there was a lot to talk about there. Everyone go there. Uh, but we uh so it'll be three weeks on Thursday. Um and uh, but man, I'm just grateful, man, from going from homeless for seven years on the street to being a homeowner and having bedrooms for all my children. Come on, uh, like so I, I, that is nothing. Listen, man, I could not have done any of that on my own, let alone get out of the situation that I was in that we can get into. Um, but man, was I brought out of it? Uh, you know, there's no question about it, you know, and uh, I made a lot of mistakes along the way, man, along my journey 20 years of mental health issues, substance abuse, alcoholism. Uh, I mean, you name it. Uh, you know, and 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 had all these outs along the way that I just never saw because I was so tunnel visioned on, you know, just giving my discipline to the other D word, the devil, right? Yeah. Like my discipline was going in the wrong direction. So it was a misplaced that misplaced discipline on my part when all along he was there, mm-hmm. um, you know, and uh, I'll fast forward, right, to just kind of let people know and let your audience know what really happened to me to kind of change my life and change the trajectory of my entire life. Uh, was in 2014. Um, so yeah, once again, real quick. Uh, so I, yeah, I'm Mike Lean, uh, yeah. spelled G-L-I-E-M. And, uh, you know, originally from Delaware County, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, spent a lot of time out there and homeless on the streets, uh, you know, running around doing all the wrong things. And um, <clears throat> so now I'm out here in Wilmington, Delaware, uh, Wilmington, Delaware area. I do work in the substance use field also. I uh, have been for quite a number of years now. Um, so really, my goal is to meet people where they're at, especially with people on the streets and things like that, and, and, mm-hmm. and encourage them to a better way of life uh, and be living, living testimony of that, that it is possible uh, and that they can do it. Um, so, you know, with that being said, um, you know, my turning point for me, really, uh, Scott, man, it was in, in 2014. Um, you know, I was. Uh, you know, selling drugs, not living the best lifestyle, um, you know, failed suicide attempts, you know, in and out of jails and institutions for, you know, a number of probably seven years or so, seven straight years homeless on the street. Um, you know, it was a, a long, long, long battle, man, lost a lot of time with my children, mm-hmm. uh, you know, lost every relationship I had with family members, lost all of my material things more than once, sure. which I don't care about any of that stuff anymore. It means nothing to me, right? Like when I pass, my hearse is not pulling a U-Haul. None of that <laughs> stuff matters right. anymore. It's all, all internal, man. And I finally came to acceptance in the ICU room. So 
um, you know, I was I was selling drugs and went to collect some money and uh, things didn't go as planned. And uh, the person that I got into an altercation with, it got physical. I thought I had the upper hand. I started walking away and the guy decided to walk back into his house and grab a hammer. Came back out of the house. It was dark. It was in the back streets of Philadelphia. Uh, I'm walking down the block and he comes up from behind me and just cracks me in the side of the head with it. Uh, tries to take my life. Um, you know, I was bleeding the street for a few hours where an ambulance got to me. They got me to the hospital. They rushed me into brain surgery. Um, you know, they do a craniotomy. They remove part of the left side of my brain uh, and then saw off the left side of my skull. They replace it with titanium and close it with 30 staples. Mm. Uh, I'll just give you a quick image. You probably you might see it. The horseshoe. Yeah, yeah. I got a nice horseshoe there. <laughs> so let's lose that. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so that, you know, and then so I woke up in the ICU, uh, ICU room, woke up as John Doe. So this was like the most traumatic, painful thing I've ever been through in my life, but the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, you know, I felt like it truly needed to happen, man. Like when I woke up as John Doe, didn't know who I was, didn't know how I got there. I didn't know anything. Um, couldn't speak, couldn't walk, couldn't do any of these things. And, uh, man, I had, the, I had a spiritual awakening in this hospital bed. Like, mind you, I grew up in a Christian household, right? Mm -hmm. But it, the type where, okay, we go to church on Sunday and then we come home and we leave it at that. It's not talked about during the week. It's not, it's just that Sunday, oh, we got to go to church, like, you know, that kind of thing. And back then it was religion to me, right? Yeah. It was, it was just a religion. I knew nothing about spirituality and have a personal relationship with my maker. Like I didn't know anything about that. Um, and this truly opened my eyes because, you know, as I'm laying there and like I said, I can't speak for myself or anything like that. And, um, you know, I'm being lifted in and out of bed and everything like that. And I have another grown man wiping my butt. Like, I mean, it was pretty, pretty humbling yeah. to say the least, you know? Yeah. And, uh, man, like I said, I couldn't, I couldn't remember anything, say anything. The only thing though, that I could remember was scripture. Mm. That was it. Wow. That was it. Uh, it gives me chills to talk about it to, to, to this to this day because I can it puts me right back in that place. Um, and that moment was the most powerful moment in my entire life. Um, and mind you, at this point, I didn't know what I was there for yet. Uh, and um, the biggest verse that stuck out in my head, it was like just being read by like a third person, just auditory. I could just hear it. And I'm also thinking, am I schizophrenic? Am I going, am I like, what's, what is wrong? Like, I already got mental health. Issues. What's really going on here? Right, right, right. And, um, but no, but the biggest verse was forgive them for they know not what they do. Wow. It was just repetitive, like on repeat, just on loop and playing. I'm like, okay, I hear it. I get it. I get it. Like, and then they finally come and tell me and try to make sense of what happened to me to put me in there. And then it kind of all made, it made a lot of sense. Um, so that's really where my journey truly began, not just with my walk with Christ, but to find my recovery process also. So it was more than a recovery process for me, it was more discovery. So I feel like everything had to be taken away from me at that point, because I know God has given me so many outs to get out of the lifestyle I was living, uh, but I was so stubborn and not taking them, uh, that I really felt like, you know, I need to take everything from you to relearn everything, you know, and I call, I, that's why I don't call it my sober date, my clean date. It's my rebirth date. Yeah, um, so I truly felt like I was reborn in that hospital room that day. And, uh, man, and I held on to that. That was the only line of communication I had. I couldn't speak to the nurses. I couldn't do anything like that. Um, and it was the one person speaking to me that I could through prayer speak back to. Uh, and I left that kind of line of communication open and, uh, man, it was a, it was a game changer. Um, you know, it was definitely something that was way bigger than myself uh and definitely knew it was not just me uh and i started listening for once in my life uh yeah. and just you know and that's why i'm grateful today to be able to do 
after earning it all back through a year of rewalking, learning how to rewalk, talk and write and everything like that. Um, and beating doctors odds and what they thought my life would look like, uh, man, I, I gotta tell you, man, now being able to look back and all those previous mistakes I made and all those things like God's grace to me is like now all my past mistakes now serve a purpose. Yeah. So now I have these to be able to bring back to the neighborhoods to help them and help the still sick and suffering. And that's kind of where I thrive at uh, yeah. speaking to the broken, the unwanted, the forgotten, uh, the ones that don't really care whether they live or die. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, those are the ones that I'm trying to reach. Man, that is phenomenal just just to hear where you were to where you are to where god is taking you because we know it's a journey day day in and day out with him he, he's he's never going to leave us he's never going to forsake us and i think that people forget in those moments when things like that happen to them traumatic situations you know a lot of people want to blame god and and i love the fact that you know he gave you the ability to remember the one thing that brought could bring you back to him and the word Amen. says that to train a child in the way that they should go and when they're older they will not depart from it so what I love about that is even though it was just Sundays for you, even that much of the word being spoken on Sundays, mm -hmm. you were paying attention somewhere. The, the, yep. the spirit of God was speaking to you, the Holy Amen. Spirit. And man, there's so many things that we can unpack with that. Like I was just thinking about, you know, you were talking about all these people you lost, all these relationships that you lost. Man, you were losing people on the street, too. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. just because you're a drug addict don't mean you don't have friends. I mean, you have friends that are most likely drug addicts and they're dying in front of you and, mm -hmm. and everything else, you know. And, and for those yeah, of you who don't yeah. know, I mean this area that, that he's running the streets on and selling dope on. I mean, this is one of the, the biggest overdose cities in the entire United States and probably the world, if, if we right, want to be yeah, honest. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah. dude, you can be a statistic real easy, but the beauty of God is, is his grace extends, his hand of grace extends far beyond our own reach. And, and I mm -hmm. love the fact that he was able to pull you from that pit can give you a palace so to speak man i mean you you went you said you went from homeless to being a homeowner i mean yeah, good man. lord all the people yeah. think about that don't get out of that that don't i mean and, and that's what my heart is too you know i come from a family with a line uh, a family line full of addicts and alcoholics and some of them don't, didn't get out and you know i love the fact that <laughs> that you were hit with a hammer but god is now using you to be his hammer you know, yeah, exactly. And, 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 and I love I love how he is able to take the devil's own stick and beat him with it. Yeah, Ray Sturdivant, yeah. who is an amazing man of God, lives in Dallas. He has a book that, that's this called that the God will take the devil's own stick and beat him with it. And man, this is just such an, alliter such an alliteration of God's love for for his kids to call us back into his into his bosom, man. I mean, let's just yeah, be honest, yeah, like you went from fully functioning one second to next second. You said you had a grown man had to wipe your butt man, and nobody mm -hmm. knew who you were because you didn't know how to speak. You had to relearn a lot of things, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Everything, everything all over again, all over again, man. Yeah. And, you know, going back to, you know, that, that area, man, um, Kensington, Philadelphia, uh, man, it is a third of world country, man. Uh, you know, PA alone, uh, you know, the state of Pennsylvania is like third highest in overdoses and stuff, but, mm. um, it's a lawless part of the city. I mean, every, anything goes, you can do whatever you want on the sidewalks. Um, you know, and it's uh, predominantly heroin out there, which is now, basically just all fentanyl and xylazine mm -hmm. uh, and xylazine is like a horse tranquilizer now and it's starting to you know lead to a lot of infections and people are losing limbs out there now and i mean it's just you watch people walk around and it's like wound care is one of the biggest things you can even possibly do to help somebody down there because mm -hmm. uh, people are literally losing limbs too as a as a it's just it's insane man it's crazy um and it blows my mind now when i think back but i spent seven straight years out there like when mm -hmm. it called cold blues in the winter and then try to get into a shelter and 
and you know i bounced around from all of them trying them all and every summer when it was you know just melting hot out there and uh man it's like it, it, it's it, I, i'll tell you what man it built a resilience and grit inside myself though uh and just a tenacity uh you know once i'm able to overcome and figure out who uh, who i authentically was and the calling that was put on my life um and i truly do feel like what i went through i had to get i had to get through and go through it um uh, because that was the preparation that was yeah. my preparation to ultimately be given the gift of what I can do now. And that's to carry a message everywhere I go. Um, you know, I, I get to travel and speak. Um, you know, I just started a new company doing that also with self-development workshops and all those kind of things wow. as well. Um, but man, it's just been, and then dibbing and dabbing a little bit in, in, in some music and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I even had, and I sent you some stuff, Scott. Yeah. So, um, you know, and it's like, and I feel like, you know, you can't, you can't put me in a category, you know, right. like that's, that's, that's just how I feel about it. People get put in these categories and lanes and like, I don't have one, you know, mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm trying to reach as many as I possibly can, as long as I reach the one that I've been successful uh, and hope to ultimately, hopefully lead them to the cross, man. That's the goal. Yes. Um, you know, and uh, I'm not the type to force feed anybody anything, but through my own actions and leading by example and showing this way, you know, it's it it makes people, you know, curious, you know, to mm -hmm. say the least. And, uh, you know, how do you have patience like that? How are you able to deal with external situations so well like that? Well, let me tell you a little bit about that. I was that. dead on a hospital <laughs> bed. All I had was patience, man. <laughs> Look, I was one. And yeah, right. A patience with patience. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's been incredible, man. You know, it's it's really been incredible. And I have to, you know, I have to remember those days, though, man, and keep it green and and and, and stay humble, man, because, um, you know, a lot of people could take that a lot of ways and get these things back and start doing well and uh you know start giving themselves a lot of credit um you know i refuse to do that man if i don't put god first uh you know everything in my life falls apart man it just does you know mm -hmm. i can look at even difficult days now and i can look back and be like man the past few days have been terrible oh it makes complete sense you haven't prayed in like two days like what <laughs> you know like it's those yeah. kind of things though like you know it's 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 those kind of things and it always leads back to that like mm -hmm. always um and as as long as i especially in the morning set my intentions my motives on and keep my mind on the kingdom above man uh you know my day is just better my day is yes. just better you know we we always get ourselves ready for you know uh we we, we brush, our, brush our teeth and shower eat breakfast get ready and run out the house and like we prepare our our, our, our appearance for what we're going to present to the world but we're not ready spiritually or mentally for what the world's about to present to us yeah you know and i'm i'm a, I'm a, I'm a firm believer of you win your morning you win your day um but i'm not talking about you know am i might get my coffee on time am i doing this am i like how are you mentally and spiritually are you connected and are you really ready to go out there because it's a war every day yeah so we're every day yeah you know? man. i love i love that how you you gave the understanding of spiritually and mentally because they go hand in hand you know it's it's like grace and truth they're not divorced they're married and, and they go hand in hand i mean your spirituality will affect your mentality if mm -hmm. you're being oppressed if you've got you know demonic attacks going on then guess what it's going to affect your mentality and mm -hmm. i think a lot of times we chalk things up to complete it's just a mental it's a mental issue no it's what's going on in the spirit realm is actually what is transitioning into this physical realm exactly. and i think that people need to understand that because if you were to be taken as a child and raised up and 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 taught the faith and taught the word and you know day in and day out not just on sundays you know i often wonder and it's i don't i don't sit and play well what if but I think that history can repeat itself if we're not careful. And so I always wonder like, man, how different would this kid's life be or that kid's life be if he had a dad that just took him and, and yeah. made God first priority in his life and showed him how to be a godly man from the way 
that he treated other people to the way that he be, was humble, the way that, you know, we're taught in this culture that just pull up your bootstraps and stop crying. Men need mm-hmm. to let some stuff go sometimes. And crying is the only man. way that we can do that. I don't, I've Amen. never understood that concept when real men don't cry, man. That's a yeah. crock. And yeah. go yeah. read the book of Psalms. David was crying half of it. Like right. and he's, a, he's a man after God's own heart. Right. And so I think that we need to get to a place of understanding where, you know, just when we're seeking the kingdom of God, things happen. And ultimately we are going to shine a light on a dead situation if we are continue to seek his face and seek his kingdom and so no matter what that situation is in your life you have um, an ability through christ jesus to overcome and that's precisely where you're at what you're doing you're building a family brand new baby so good man i mean god has really truly blessed you bro yeah absolutely absolutely man uh tenfold like I, i when i think about you know when i when i when i reflect on not just like, you know, my day, which I do on a daily basis, but like my life as a whole. Um, and I went back and wrote a book about it too. Um, but you know, I'm blown away, man, like literally just blown away. And it's, it's so supernatural. Um, you know, the things that I've earned back, the relationships, um, even buying my home. Now we have an in-law quarters here where after like almost 10 years of non-existent communication with my mother and my father and my sister, uh, and my, 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 uh, aunts, uncles, nieces, nephews, um, you know, earning those relationships back, uh, and they're stronger than ever, man. It's been amazing. And, uh, you know, getting custody of my children and, um, and having them, you know, present in my life. Um, and you know, that's what, so like for me, it's, it's, it's almost too much to believe, right? Like it's, it's that, it's that, it's that powerful and incredible in my life, um, to see from where I was to where I am. And there's absolutely no way I could have done it on my own. There's just one, there's a, it's just, not, it's not a possibility. Right. Um, so it just brings me back to just, you know, the attitude of gratitude, uh, and just continues to be grateful and thankful for everything he's allowed me to do. Um, you know, and, and, and see the value in me that I can bring to his kingdom, um, is really what it's about. Once he, you know, and I, and I was able to understand the value that I could bring. Um, I was all in, you know, I was all in, you know, and, and, and now I obviously since doing that, right. And really giving myself, um, and, you know, a few years back getting, you know, rebaptized and, uh, and really giving myself and the end to everything and, uh, and really turning my will like fully over. Um, and, uh, obviously there's been many more attacks, man. My life has not been easy. You know, if anything, it's got harder just in different levels in different areas of my life and stuff like that. And he loves to use the things closest to me against me. You know, he, he, he loves to use, uh, you know, my children will go through mental health episodes, things like that, um, to derail me from what, I need to do, uh, you know, and he finds, he finds his ways in. Um, and it says, I got to slam the door in his face. Uh, you know, not today, not today, yeah. you know, and that's, um, but it's been, it's been incredible, man. It's been such a journey. Uh, yeah, it'll be nine years. Um, June 19th, God willing, oh, I see that day, uh, nine years, man. And never could have imagined it, man. Ever. That's ever. so good, bro. I, I want to touch on something a minute. You, you said, uh, he'll use the things closest to you. And obviously for those of you listening, we're talking about the enemy. He, he loves to use those things close to us. And I want to hit on this for a minute because I think it's vital to understand for anybody listening. You, uh, we all have those moments in life where we're like, you know, I'm not worthy because I've done this. I'm not worthy because this is who I was. I, or I'm not worthy because I still struggle with 
X, Y, Z. And and I want to share just, I want to expound on that a moment. Like there are probably days where Mike wakes up and goes, man, I just don't think I have it in me today. In the past is knocking on the door and it's, I'm not saying that you're tempted because some people can be supernaturally completely cured. My, my mom, like she has no desire want to use anymore. Mm-hmm. That's not the case for everybody. For sure. But what I'm saying is like the enemy can start to bring old memories to your, to your think tank. And if you don't take every thought captive as the word of God says, then, and pull it down to the obedience of Christ, then you're going to allow him an upper hand. Mm-hmm. And and what he wants to do is get you to believe that you're not worthy of the call that's placed on your life through Christ Jesus. The whole Sorry. time you're walking through addiction and walking through the streets of Kensington and selling drugs and using drugs and X, Y, Z, he is telling you that that is your identity. He yep. is telling you that this is what you deserve. You're a horrible father. You're a horrible you know, boyfriend, husband, whatever. Female side of it, you're a horrible mom. Like He's telling you these things. And the fact of the matter is those are all lies from the pit of hell. And, and, and if God has to get your attention, he's going to get your attention. And I love the fact that you, you brought, you know, because you still have those things with your children. You still notice things in your kids that you're like, the enemy can go, well, see, your kid's done with that. You really think that you deserve to have your own show and talk to people about recovery when your own kid, you know, your mental uh-huh. health issues when your own kids. Like, that's just the way he works. So yeah, you have yeah. to know how to combat that. And that battle is always won on your knees. That battle is always won in, in throwing the word right back in the face of Satan. I'm always reminded of right after Jesus's most spiritual high, he's baptized in the river Jordan by the, by the, by John the Baptist mm-hmm. and the spirit of God ascends upon him like a dove and, and the heavens open. And, and the Lord says, this is my son whom I love and I'm well pleased directly after that season, Jesus is led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit, not by the devil, Uh by the Holy Spirit to be tempted for 40 days and 40 nights without food and without water. So Uh right after he has this climactic experience with God, he's led into the wilderness and the enemy came at him when he was most probably frustrated, most tired, most hungry, most thirsty. And this is what I want to hit on. The only thing that Jesus used to combat the lies of the enemy was the word of God. He didn't uh-huh. tap dance with the demon. He didn't, he didn't talk to the demon and, you know, argue with him. He spit the word of God in his face. And that's what we have to have as brothers and sisters in Christ to come to the knowledge of what God has for us. Not just two weeks, two days, but in this moment, like yeah. he wants to speak to you in the moment. And he did that with you and he's doing that with you. So when you have episodes or when your kids have episodes, we have to know that the spirit of God is greater than anything that we're going to face throughout the day. And I'm thankful that you, that you brought up family because he loves to attack family. You said it. Uh I I don't want to give any, any glory to the devil. I don't want to give him any more credit than he's due, but (laughs) we talk about this because we need people. We need to know how to fight. People need to know how to fight. I mean, we could go to the street and pick a physical bra and probably be just fine, but that's not how we fight. You know, we fight in the spirit. We fight on our knees. We fight in prayer. We fight in prophesying over our own selves. You know, this is who you are. This is who God says you are. This is where we're going. And, you know, I think addiction is just one of the things that, that he comes after us in. And, and so I want to, I want to expound on something for just a moment. I want to jump back. Like you talked about your son, where was Mike, at at that age with the son you're speaking of where was he at 12 years old okay yeah yeah it started you know literally and 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 it kind of goes back to what you said too how uh you know men don't cry this kind of stuff right like so here i am at this is when everything took off for me really at about 12 years old and um 
you know, I actually decided to express how I felt about myself mentally, maybe some actions or thoughts or plans I had in my mind um, to family and stuff. And I felt like I was punished. Um, I was put in an institution in a locked up institution, you know, as a juvenile. And, uh, and that stopped me right there. I'm like, okay, so I'm, this must be a a serious me problem. Um, I must be really messed up and I'm never going to talk about it again because the last thing I want someone to do is lock me back up in a place like this. So that's programmed me from that young age. Um, and mind you, I don't, that's not anyone else's fault. Um, you know, they just didn't know better and they just wanted my safety and they loved me, you know? Um, so, but I had to just like, uh, you know, I had to accept that and, uh, you know, it took a really long time to really understand and to be okay with being vulnerable and opening up, um, and especially around other men and stuff like that. Um, you know, and it's, uh, because that really kind of also kind of programmed me and wired me in a way where um, I always felt like I needed that acceptance or to be, to fit into a certain crowd or, you know, whatever it may be, but not be myself in doing so, you know, then I'm not being who I was created to be. We were, you know, put here on purpose for a purpose, but that's not who I am. And that's certainly not my purpose. Um, And then, so really that's what I started doing was just numbing those emotions. Uh, And that's where I found drugs and alcohol. I mean, that was a symptom to my problems. It was a spiritual problem all along, Um, you know, and uh, so it continued for a really long time. But yeah, started at 12, uh, continued for a really, really long time, you know, about about 20 years. Wow. I I didn't know that. I, I just felt led to poke that like, hey, let's go there for a moment because Man, your boy's 12. I remember being 12. And that is such a pivotal age because you're learning things about yourself that, that weren't there before the year before you're, you're, you're becoming who you are. And if the right things aren't spent, and again, we're not pinpointing people in our lives that broke us. That's not what we're about. I mean, right, my right. goodness, let's, this is, but if, if the right things aren't spoken to you or spoken over to you, you can really be challenged in a way in your own thoughts of, wow, do, do I, who am I really? What is my mm-hmm. identity? Who, who am I, am That's, I who that person says I am? Or am I who YouTube says I am? Because now there's so many different. It's avenues. such a good question. And right? I, I, I and, and I don't mean to interject, but it's no, funny you brought go. that up. It's funny you brought that up because I, I've been using that so much lately, whether in a, you know, I'm speaking to a hundred people or whether I'm facilitating uh, a workshop with 12 people in it. Um, you know, like I always ask those two questions, who are you and who do you want to become? Mm. And so when I start with who are you, I can ask you who you are. And most likely they're going to tell you your name tell you, and, and that's it. I'm like, okay, that's a name you were given at birth, but that's not who you are. Right. Or they'll tell me what they do for a living. Okay. That's your vocation to make money, to pay the bills. That's not who you are. Right. Like, and I mean, I, I can sense people down a deep wormhole, you know, if you really sit down to think about like, but who are you? Yeah. Like, so, so if, if you can't answer that question of who you are, you can't even attempt to answer the question of who do you want to become or yeah. who do you think, or who do you think you're being called to become when you don't even know who you are to begin with? Mm. you know uh and it just usually blows people's mind and they can sit there and they're like wow it really makes them think man and, and writing because, some stuff because down. they've never been asked that before right but no let's yeah be real. No. like it's it's who who are you it's it's your family lineage which right all the time isn't great let's be real like yeah. there, there's some <laughs> things that we, we need to be better at that the generation <laughs> before weren't and there's some things that my son needs to be better at that i'm not great at right, and right. so it, it but but that's the way it is i mean when you introduce like the first thing that people say Hey, what's up? My name's Scott Tilly. I'm blah, 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 blah. I do blah, right. blah, blah. That you're talking about things that you do, but I don't know who you are. Right. Because exactly. ultimately the character. things that you do are because of who you are. 
Yeah. And, yeah. and, and that and you're right. Character is huge. And I, I told my wife one time, like, I'm going to start telling people every time that I am introduced to somebody, like when they say, who are you? I'm Scott Tilly. I'm a child of the king. Amen, like, man. That, like, like, that, yeah. like that, that, and then that's, that's just exactly cover what every basis. Exactly, like, but like that's what I mean. Then you know, like, all right, I fa- that, like that. If someone answers you, if I ask one, someone answers me that, like, this person knows who they are. Like this right. person knows their authentic, authentic self. Right. You know what I mean? And that's really what I'm about is is helping people finding them their authentic self and what their purpose is on this yes. earth. You know, yes. so it's 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 our, it's our temporary home. Uh, you know, and uh, I, I'm not worried about. You know, like I said, all the things I've lost here, like my, my, my role is to impact as many people as I possibly can while I'm here on this earth to leave a footprint uh, and to leave a legacy. You yeah. know, I don't care what I personally earn on this earth. It's all about what I can leave behind. Mm. Um, that's, that's it, so man. Good. That's it. That's, that's so all. Good. That's all. That's all I care about. That's it. Now, because that goes to your children and your children's yep. children 100%. and their children yep. and not- and the people that you meet along the way. And yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's why you and I, you know, kicked it off so well, right. When like we met, mm-hmm. like, it, it was just like, this is my brother. I, yeah, I, I feel like I knew you him, already. This is my brother. Like, <laughs> but I feel like I knew you though. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so we went to church together that weekend and, yeah. and just began to, then we ended up at, we ended up at the, the skating, skating. The yeah, ro- yeah. that <laughs> night before both trying to break our ankles and wives mm-hmm. laughing at us. And I mean, yeah, yeah. but like man you're so right on that identity purpose because if you don't know who you are man you for me it always it always revolves around whose i am and if i can identify whose i am mm-hmm. then who i am it just becomes a byproduct of the nature of christ right, in me, the right. hope of glory and Amen. i think that so many people miss that bro like you let's just be real when i'm at 14 years old watching porn drinking beer smoking cigarettes mm-hmm. like it like i was i had no idea who i was yeah, you know, yeah. it, when, when you're walking the streets of Kensington selling dope and rocks and, and doing them yourself, you don't know who you are. You're literally no. we're, we're literally I mean, there's and, and people want to elevate different sins over the other. Like, man, it, none of those. We were on the same grid. We were both on a path to hell. Like, yeah, 100 yeah, like percent. We I was in a fast lane. Yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah. And and so. Like the grace of God extends beyond that. And, and I think that, man, I, I really want to hit this too, because man, some people are so wrapped in sin that they don't think the grace of God is big enough to cover them. And that in of itself is a sin to think that there's mm-hmm. some yep. sin that you're yep. in that God is not big enough to pull you out of his, his arm is not too short. His reach is not too short to pull you out of the pits of hell. And 100%. you experiencing that and you, that being your testifying moment of God, literally uh, pulling you out of the the literal hell that we that you'd created and and for yourself, mm-hmm. and yep. seeing his grace show up in that hospital room and like I, I can just I'm I'm envisioning this when the doctors are telling recovery Mike, uh, hey, you're probably not going to talk again, and I can just mm-hmm. see your wheels spin it. Watch me. <laughs> yeah, 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 hundred percent. Watch me, hundred percent, man. Yeah. And, and you know, parsley that I had that mustard seed right in the beginning, like you know, but that I, that's all I needed. You know what I mean? So I was like, in the beginning, I was like, obviously, it was a shock, and they're telling me these things, and then even after, so a year after, and I finally got back on my feet. Um, I was able to speak a little bit. I had a terrible stutter, like it was really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, 
really just trying to get back. It's like I said, it took like a course of, of about a year. Uh, but mentally, I still wasn't there. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I really still wasn't there. So I checked myself into a, a psych unit uh, voluntarily because mm-hmm. I, I wanted it. Like, I wanted, yeah. I know I could do better. I know I can like fully recover from this thing. Um, and statistically, by the, the thing that happened to me, you know, 50% of people die within five years after the accident. Wow. Uh, and the other usually, Upwards of the other 50% declined severely within five years um, in mental capacity. Um, and I mean, I'm stronger than ever in every way, nearly nine years later. Uh, but when I checked myself into that place, yeah, I was lost. You know, I was there for three months. They usually hold you for about 14 days. My insurance cut me off. They didn't know what to do with me. They didn't feel safe leaving me on, putting me back out on the street. Sure. So I was there for like three months. And uh, they test me cognitively like three different times. And they told me I was mentally incapable like three different times. Mm -hmm. Finally, they come to me and uh, the discharge coordinators and social workers come to me and a doctor and they say, you know, our best option for you at this point, um, because there's nothing more we can do here for you, uh, would to be discharged and transferred over to a traumatic brain injury institution uh, for the rest of your life. And uh, right then, that's when that kicked in, right? That's when that kicked in. And then I had a vivid image as soon as they said that of some nurse or a tech or someone pushing me up in a wheelchair to a window at 32 years old and just staring out at all day. And right then I knew, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And then it was reverting back to the scriptures. I was told, well, he he was in me is greater than he is in the world. I'm not going to listen that to you from you. That's your opinion. And that's what I love about opinions and statistics, especially they're numbers that are based off other people's experiences. Not mine. Not mine. Come on. I don't have to be one. If I'm going to be a statistic, I get to choose what kind of statistic I want to be. Yes. So, okay, you want to tell me this, I can't do this. Well, guess what? I'm going to do it twice. I'm going to send you a picture. Yeah. You know, like that's, that, 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 that's where I'm at, you know? Yeah, man, that, that's good because I think that you have to kind of have that kind of tenacity in not just life, but in your own mental thinking. You have to have that capacity because there's so many things that are working against you. And there's mm-hmm. so many things that can distract you from the purpose. But when you put your feet down and you're like, look, I'm not moving until God tells me to move. I'm yeah, going to do exactly yeah. what he tells me to do. And and you know what? I'm going to get there. It may take me longer than other people, but I'm going to get there. And man, I, I think we're living in a society and we can kind of transition over to this a little bit. But like we're living in a society where like they're trying to still masculinity. They're trying to still the very oh, nature yeah. of God in men and and subject men to this low, this low creature that has no purpose in life other than to, you know, float through with no purpose and no expectation. The Bible says without vision, the people will, will perish. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that goes intact with what God has planned for our lives as men. And we can spend hours talking about this for both sexes. And there's only two, by the way, there's only two genders. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but here's the thing, like, I, <laughs> I believe that if the enemy can if the enemy can't get you physically he's going to attack you mentally and, 100%. and spiritually and so he's going to try to get you to guess second guess who you are and whose you are because then your purpose is now stalled out if he can get you to believe something about yourself that's not true mm-hmm. and i think that you know just going back to the understanding that where we're i'm, I'm looking at I'm a, I'm a history guy now. Hated it in high school, but I love it now because mm-hmm. it, it gives prelude to so much of where we're at now and if we don't follow protocol of morale then we're going to find ourselves in a place of defeat yeah, and yeah. and that's where i think that the enemy would love for us to to go is in a place of defeat because if he can get us defeated about ourselves then and he can get other people defeated about themselves then we create this wound licking club and we get together and everybody is 
well, this is this is terrible in my life. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have therapy, please. If you need it, get right, it. Right. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying when it becomes a wound licking club and you forget about the power of Christ that compels you to do the things that he's called you to do, then it just becomes about all the bad things and there's no good. The joy's stolen. He's coming in and he's done exactly what he had uh, had set out to do to, to still kill and destroy. He stole mm-hmm. he stole your joy. He's a thief of joy. And I just believe that men at large, like there's a place for masculinity, man. Like God is a masculine God. He yeah, look at yeah. the men he raised up. Look at David. Okay. Mm-hmm. David was a king. I mean, for crying out loud, he didn't get to have his hand in creating the temple because he had too much blood on his hands. I'm not saying we got to need to go out and murder everybody. I'm, I'm saying let's take from the history of scripture and the history of men and, and realize what we're supposed to do in our lives. And first of all, let me just say this. If you're not following Christ, you've already set yourself up for failure because you're not going to have any moral compass. You're not going to know how to love. You're not going to know how to be compassionate. You're not going to know how to be masculine because God is in his word gives gives a very good way to being masculine and how to do that. And it's not to lord over people and look mm-hmm. at me, I'm man. It's mm-hmm. to be in like the Bible says in Genesis 1:26 that we're made in the image of God. So that means to me, I have all that I need in, in him and Christ Jesus to give me what I need to be the man or woman that I need to be. Right. Not obviously speaking in on the woman side of things, but I mean, I, I'm I'm just so passionate about this because the things that you're going through, the things that you have gone through in your life, the things that you've experienced, God has showed up in a mighty way. Oh yeah, and yeah. that that screams masculinity to me. Like that yeah. screams who you are as a man to not just hey man, pull your bootstraps up and go back to work, but the way that you fought through rehabilitation, the way that you didn't accept the the status quo of that paper that was given to you. Like Mike, this is your life from now on. Yeah, no, because no. Christ in me is greater than that paper. Christ in me is greater than I, I was hearing the scriptures when I you didn't hear yeah. what I heard when right. I was exactly. out. You didn't you didn't you didn't meet who I met when I was out. Right. Like, right. I got a place to go. And, and mm-hmm. God is at this point taking you by the hand saying, Mike, I got something for you, man. Mm-hmm. This is not it for you. You're not. No. done. I got something for you. And I think that whoever may be listening to this, like you need to hear that God will take you by the hand and his words are, I got something for you. You're not done. Mm-hmm. You're not. Done. And you know, and you know, and sometimes it is at that low Valley point, uh, you know, that we, that, that, that rock bottom that, you know, sometimes is so absolutely necessary. Uh, for me, it was, you know, like I, I needed, I needed to get that low. And I thought I've hit rock bottoms time and time again, each one had that trap door, you know, and I'm just going down, down and it never got better. Or I thought I'd put some time together and go give it a shot again. And nothing got better. Yeah. I picked up right where I left off. Um, but yeah, no, for sure. And it, it all, it definitely all starts with the mind, man. Um, you know, it, and, and that's really, and that's it, man. We're transformed with a new renewal of our mind. Um, and that's, and that's, that's really, and especially not having one, to be renewed in that, in the word and holding on to that and holding on to faith and relying and just focusing on things above and not of this world and believing in myself because I know my creator believes in me, um, was, was huge for, that's all I needed. I didn't need anyone else on my team. I didn't need friends. I didn't need the, I say need, I didn't need them. You know, I, like I had what I needed. It was just the matter of, okay, I know he's going to put the people in my life strategically, um, you know, good and bad, mm-hmm. uh, but for whatever reason to, to, to further things. But um, yeah, man, it's been, it's been a heck of a ride, man. And I'll tell you like everything, even now to the point I'm at and I take on new endeavors and uh, uh, you know, and, and I'm always focusing on the next level. I always want to, you know, step up the game and, 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 and really just, you know, and I'm not trying to, to, to win a game of any sort. I'm trying to change it. I just want to yeah. change it. 
you know, and uh, and that's really like when I talk about like, you know, how the world is like, I, you know, I'd love to. There's a lot of people that want to see change in the world and, and this and that, but they don't even want to change themselves, yes. uh, you know, and it's like so you have to. The only way you will change the world is by leading by example. And that starts with self. If you can't change yourself, you'll never you'll you will never do anything to change the world. It's that simple. Uh, but, you know, I find myself even now. You know those attacks man they come like when and i know when things get difficult and obstacles are thrown on my right i know i'm on the right path yes. that's my kind of confirmation i don't need confirmation from him saying yes you're doing the right thing mm -hmm. it's more like him saying mm -hmm. you know he's like i don't like what you're doing right now i kind of want i want that talent i want that energy yes. i want that effort for for me and what i do mm -hmm. um so i'm gonna throw this in your way and i'm gonna throw this curveball and i'm like gonna smack you upside the face this way and uh and i know when these things happen I can be, I can only be grateful for him. Like, yeah. and, 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 and no one really sees the, the gratitude you can find through suffering. Yes. You know, and Come through on. pain and through pain. Like, I don't think, you know, there's not enough people. I think we see pain as a punishment. Mm. Um, I see pain as a passport, mm. you know, like I, that's what I've learned through learning, you know, going through all these, wow. all this pain and all these things and the stabbings, the hospitals, the institutions, all the jail cells and mm. fights. And I mean, you name it, man. Like, you know, behind it all was a lesson for everything, yeah. uh, you know, and, and I needed to learn it, uh, you know, and it's like we, we can sit around and we can get knocked down by life and just lay there, uh, you know, and just lay there and be a victim uh, like or, you know, and, and life's going to look at us in the face, man, and, say, and, and challenge us to get back up. Uh, you know, it's, it's what you do. I'm, I'm a big, but what now person? Like, I know right. these things are going to happen in my life at this point. I know that, but I know who my, I know who my cut man is though. Yeah, You can put on. me in that ring. I already know who I'm going to, you know, in, in between them rings that I got God in my corner, dude. Like, yeah. come on. what better cut me? Like, forget right. about it. I'm coming around. I'm coming in fully refreshed for that next right. round. Like, and right. yeah, it does it, you know, by any, by any rights means necessary, uh, it will be done. You know, That's so as, long good, as, bro. As, as long as this is well for me, man, uh, I'm all about it. Whether I agree with it, understand it, not everything's meant to be understood either. It's just meant to be accepted. Mm -hmm. Pain know? is my passport. Yeah. There are so many Bible stories running through my head right now. <laughs> like, my goodness. I mean, the Apostle Paul just, mm -hmm. dude, went through some stuff, right? Like, yeah, I, I think that, about, man. like, um, when he's in prison and it says about midnight, he and Silas are in prison and they've been, they've been preaching the gospel and got literally their, their hides tanned for it. I mean, they got beat, yeah, probably yeah. starved, chained up, thrown in prison. And about midnight, they start singing. They start <laughs> singing, man. Like they know what they're going through is yeah. producing an eternal weight of glory exactly and exactly. so like you said when you're experiencing that stuff when you're in it when you're mm. in it and all you can do is grit your teeth just know that there's purpose in that pain 100 percent. and it's gonna bring you to a place of understanding that you could never get to on your own no and you have to allow god like you said he's the cut man you have to allow god to per perform surgery on mm -hmm. our heart like we we have to allow him in those places it's never to harm us. I think that's what people misunderstand. God is never meant to harm us. It's no. the enemy that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. It's, it's, it's Christ that came to bring life and life abundantly. And believe it or not, you can have abundant life in the middle of trial. Go read yeah. the Bible. Not a single not a single disciple got out free of charge other than mm -hmm. the apostle John on the island of Patmos, and it wasn't a Caribbean vacation. The dude was <laughs> cracking rocks for Romans, most likely building their, you know, yeah. building their regime and and you know building rocks for 
roads to a, a a man he didn't even agree with you know i mean he was a slave and i think that when we be when we become the knowledge of that we are slaves to christ it puts our play it puts our minds in a different place to where whatever's happening to us we know that we can find joy that's why it says in, in james to consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds yeah because yep, exactly. the, the, the testing of your faith produces perseverance like you're gonna you're gonna persevere and i think that's a prophetic utterance like you're going to per- persevere you yeah. just have to endure the pain for a little bit and god's not it's not that he checks out i think that's another thing that was misinterpreted in my own brain how i would take lessons like you're talking about when i'm going through oh, man i guess god just he's left me on this island all alone and he wants me to figure it out myself no do we have the blueprint Mm-hmm. We have the blueprint. He, the, the word says that he never leaves us. He never forsakes us. And so whatever you're, whatever you're going through, whatever pain that you're experiencing right now, just know that it is for a purpose that's far beyond what you can even think, imagine, or even come up with. He's for doing sure. something amazing. And I love that, man. I love the fact that you – I love the fact that it's about God's glory, dude. You know, we, we can sit here and say, oh, we, we, yeah, I, I did a whole bunch of things this week. And, man, I can't. I can't but, brush my teeth without the Holy Spirit, bro. Like I don't even try. This would be stupid. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Glory, oh, he gets all the glory first before everything. Everything, man. Everything. I love that, bro. Well, I wanted to, I wanted to talk a little bit um, about where where you feel like um, your impact is the most in culture right now. I, I mean, I know we talked about. Um, what you're doing but dude let's be honest like um the world's not going to get any better i mean we've read the book right like the the world's going to do what it's going to do but the church the church the capital c i'm not talking about the denomination that you affiliate with on sundays i'm talking about Mm -hmm. the body of christ the body of soldiers (laughs) of christ the ones that are that are like mikey here that are that are carrying a big stick for the kingdom of god and and I was funny. I was, I was driving uh, back from, from Dodge today to just thinking in my head about man, where I wanted to go, where I want, what I want to talk about. And, and I, I got this, this, like this, this feeling as I read scripture, you know, about, about David and, and like, I feel like you kind of carry um, a little bit of that David esque with you. Like you just see something that is unrighteous and ungodly and you want to make an impact on it. And you want to, you want to challenge people to be better than they were yesterday. So 100%. The, the last you know, eight minutes that we have before we pray here and get out, I want you to, I want you to tell me where you see yourself headed with God's hand, with the Holy spirit's leading, seeking the kingdom of God. Yeah. So, you know, as I see it now and it changes, you know, I, and like, like you said, you know, when he says, no, I'm, I, I, you know, when he says, stop, I stop, he says, go, I'll go. Um, so where I felt, where, where I feel being led, um, I should say is, uh, so, you know, we started a nonprofit back in 2020, um, you know, after the pandemic and everything to go down back to Kensington and get back to the homeless and everything like that. Uh, free, free haircuts, free barbers, toiletries, food, clothing. I mean, like five SUVs full of stuff. Uh, and we would do that like a monthly basis. Um, and then, uh, moved out here this way. So I'm, I'm, I'm very, called to my community, whichever community I'm in, not that I forget about something else. Um, sure. you know, I'll still do things there or whatever, but, um, but I work in treatment up here. Um, you know, I've been able to get, you know, honestly, over the past couple of years, uh, probably at least a thousand people off the street in treatment. Um, oh, you know, it's a better life. And, uh, you know, so I'm constantly always there. I'm, I, I, 
on my best day, I'm a humble servant. That is it. Mm -hmm. That is it. Right. Um, so where I feel like the not as far as like our nonprofits going, um, that I think we're going to try to pivot a little bit with that. Just the way the things are on the streets down there and everything. I don't feel comfortable enough bringing volunteers down. Gotcha. I'd go, I'd go myself sure. and put my life on the line all day, every day. I, I, I don't have no issue with that, but I can't bring my wife down there anymore. Yeah. I can't bring, um, you know, good friends of mine, uh, that want to volunteer and bring them down there. It's just, you know, cause there came a time when a lot of people were targeted that were doing things that I did, mm -hmm. uh, and, 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 and not walking away. Uh, and I can't, I, I, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night for sure. Uh, if something like that were to happen. So I got to think of the safety of others first. Um, so, you know, I think we're going to pivot more to holding community events, um, you know, open events and have musicians, uh, you know, who are in the, that are sober and, uh, you know, yeah. have a lot of, a lot of, uh, different facilities from the, from the areas and different, um, you know, uh, resource providers and all those kind of things yeah. kind of set up and just have a big community free day event of it. Um, and just have, and really have fun, um, and, you know, make it about Christ at the end of the day, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, um, and, and that's really, I think where we're going with that. And then, uh, with next level movement, um, so that's going to be more self-development. So just, you were yeah. talking about like, that, that's a really big on me with facilitating workshops with people and really teaching them and try to help guide them to find purpose, um, to find, uh, a calling in their life and, uh, you know, really how to, how to utilize our time to reach these goals and these dreams that they have. And, yes. uh, you know, we all have this, we all have this climb in, the, in, in our life. We all face a climb. Uh, we're all climbing something in some sort of way, whether it's internally with anxiety, depression, you know, whatever it may be, or an external goal you're trying to reach that degree you never thought you'd get, or, uh, you know, a better relationship, a better neighborhood, a better home. Well, it takes work. We have to climb to get to this. And we think that that goal is at the summit of this mountain that we need to climb, but really you're earning the gifts during the climb, on, right? Man. So it's during that climb. So when you get there, you might get what you're, what you're hoping to get. But what you really got out of it was all of the internal blessings that you've gotten and the yeah. resilience and the grit and the tenacity and just uh, self-worth and feel better about yourself through these accomplishments. And you're going to appreciate it so much more when you go through what you had to go through to climb up to get there mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, and, and going through that painful process of doing it. Right. Because it's not going to be easy. Nothing's right. giving to us or put on our lap overnight. Um, so I feel a strong calling is to continue to do that and actually expand on that um, and travel the country as much as I can reach as many people in jails, prisons, high schools, colleges, uh, recovery centers, um, you know, churches, yeah. uh, anywhere I anywhere I possibly can, man, as much as I possibly can is uh, to really bring a message, a message of hope. Um, and, uh, that's, that's, that's the goal this year for sure, uh, Ooh. is really focus on those things. So, and, uh, yeah, you know, we're, we're off to a great start. Um, so I have like a kind of a town hall coming up in, in two days out here in Delaware. And we have some politicians and stuff there too, and family members and some youth there, uh, where I'll be able to, to, to speak some life over them. Uh, so, you know, it should be, uh, should be a really, really good time, man. Um, but that's where I feel being called. Like, I, I you know, I, it's, it's time to really start making more of a difference to start impacting more lives. So, you know, not just even on a one-on-one -on -one basis, but, sure. you know, in, in front of politicians and the ways they're running these things. And, you know, they're, they're looking for a new governor, whoever in PA or something. And I watched on the, on the morning news the other day, and I don't typically watch news because I just, 
at all. I feel you. Uh, you know, especially, you. especially late at night. You're not going <laughs> to yeah. subliminally program me into a state of anxiety and fear before I go to sleep. <laughs> go to sleep. I, I see what you're up to. Okay. I'm changing the channel. All right. It's, it's, it's not a coincidence, you know, no, no, thanks. Um, but you know, and like, these are the problems in Philadelphia and like, you know, the opioid addiction, the opioid epidemic was like number eight on the list. I'm like, you guys are wow. just oblivious. You're oblivious right now. It's you're talking about gun control. There is five times more people died from, from overdose than people yep. were shot. Yep. And we're both number both numbers are through the roof, but like, you're not, you're just, you're way off, you know, mm -hmm. like, and someone, someone had, like, God gave me a voice back. Mm -hmm. Come on. And a, a stumbling one at that to begin with. Right. Come on. But I got one back now and he gets to use my mouth as his vessel to speak to his people. Let's go. That's what I'm doing, man. Ooh. I don't care. I will talk to anybody. I don't care if it's uh, another homeless gentleman on the street with a sign. Right. Or if I can get into, you know, a, a politician's office and, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and try to show them a different perspective and open mm -hmm. their eyes a bit. You know, um, mm -hmm. as long as I can do that, you know, I'm playing my part, you yeah. know. What comes out of it, I'm not in that much control of. Yeah. But I'm listen, and they can try to shut me down all they want, but they're never going to shut me up, man. Right, never, right, right. Never. Come on. I, I'm doing this to the day that they bury me. I don't see retirement as not part of my plan. Yeah. Like Come it's on. till they bury me, man. Right. Like I'm, I'm, it's, I'm committed. I'm in this. This yeah. is a lifelong journey for me, man. And I will do it until I literally cannot. Let's go. You know? I, I love that, man. Uh, I think that when you have the experience that you had, a death to life experience, a life to death to life experience. Like there's only one option, bro. And you're doing it. You're doing yeah, it. And you said something earlier and we only got a few minutes before, and I'd like to pray before we leave, but I want to, you, you, you dropped the politician word. And I really feel like that is something in your future, bro. I, I think I can almost prophetically speak into that and maybe not an office, but I think you have an avenue. I think you're yeah, going to have yeah. an avenue and it, even it, it may be an office. I don't know. I would never say no to what god can do I, what he wants man he, yeah i don't know if i'd want me, parts of that though <laughs> well yeah 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 it's, but yeah. It's, it's not but it's not my sure, it's not my choice sure. to make though you know i feel like you're gonna have more leverage there than you think though i think you're gonna I, and i'm not saying you don't think, I, I know that you're hopeful and hope is not deferred um but i believe that man i believe that's going to be an avenue for you to go show them this is yep. what's really going on yeah, like yeah. I don't think, and for the most part, let's be honest, they don't know because they don't go. No, right. He's oh, showing up in Kensington. No, Doctor Oz, Doctor Oz down came there. down and took a, took some photo photo ops, and then he's like, "Get the let's get the heck out yeah. of here." Like that was it. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right, Ugh. it's saying he's gonna stop cartels. Okay, guy, right. slow your roll. Right. Uh -uh. right. But funny enough, at least you know my son actually just got accepted to Penn State main main campus let's for go. yeah, it's amazing, right? So he'll be going away in the fall to Penn State main campus, and it's for oh. political science. So he's gonna be involved in politics, uh, and he's gonna minor in business and communications. So, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, so, yeah so, so that, you know, you so know and because he wants, he wants to see change, man. He doesn't like how things are run. And uh, so, I mean, I, I can't be more proud of him, man. I mean, Nittany Lions, he's yep, a Nittany yep. Lion. He's going to be a go. Nittany Lion. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, look, listen, bro. I love you, man. I love you. Brother. I love your heart. I love what you're doing, man. I love where God is taking you. And I, I love it because every time I talk to you, I feel like it's just the beginning of something else. Like he's yeah. that's this is from glory it's to true. glory, from faith to faith, from strength yep. to strength. Yep. And I, I'm thankful for you, bro. Um, I'm thankful for you, man. Grateful. Uh, I want to pray and I'm gonna let you get back to your family and that beautiful. Amen, baby. man. Amen. Jesus, we give you so much thanks tonight. I thank you for my brother. I thank you for the anointing you put on his life to call out what is not right and make it right, God. 
I'm thankful for the voice you've given him back. God, I'm thankful for his family. I'm thankful for the love that he he pours out to them day in and day out. I'm thankful for where you're taking him. And I'm thankful, God, that you are with him on the journey. This is something that we are always um, passionate about, to know that you are with us. And so bless him, bless his journey, bless those he he may encounter. May your presence be with him. And I'm thankful for where in advance where you're taking my brother in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I love you, bro. We will be in touch. I love you, man. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah.